On today's episode of Location Cubed, Howard loves the Big Apple. He's going to tell us all about his trip to New York City and the happenings there. But first, if you like what you hear, please invite the like button to a movie, but instead of sitting directly next to them, sit behind them and spend the entire show kicking their chair. Howard, what's happening in New York City? Well, before I get into that, I guess if you're going to sit behind the like button and kick the chair, do you also try and steal their popcorn or throw popcorn at it? No, I think what you do is you wait until a specific point in the movie where you can pull off a spoiler alert and you just spoil the ending for them. That's what I would do. Okay, okay. All right. So back to New York. So I was back in New York um, recently, uh, took another trip. As as everyone's probably aware, we bought a firm in New York back in April of 22 Mm -hmm. and have been working on continuing to expand our footprint there, uh, meeting people, creating what I like to call now Weaver brand ambassadors, um, folks that, you know, we just want to get to know and expand our network over there. And, you know, I love going to New York. It's so much fun there. You do have this love affair with New York City, which you shared many times. I do. Okay. And so um, there's a lot, lot, lot going on in New York. And probably the the biggest thing that I want to say is that it feels like it's coming back. Um, Tell me what you mean by that. So lots of people on the streets. Okay. People in the subway. Restaurants are crowded. Uh, Compare it to when I was there back in December of 21 and it was a ghost town. Yeah. Um, And then even the last few trips where it's, you know, been busier, but never right. really busy. Right. Um, now I actually can feel the pulse of the city, so to speak. Okay. Um, whereas, you know, the last few times I've gone, I just didn't have that feel. Well, that, that's one of the things we've talked about on some other podcasts. Was there going to be a shift away from some of these dense urban centers? Because one of the reasons that you want to live in New York City or live in a city like LA or Chicago or even Dallas for that matter is because of the pulse that mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. there. And when you take away the restaurants, when you take away some of the nightlife, the clubs, the bars, the you know the shows and things like that, Broadway in New York, it just doesn't have as much appeal. Right, exactly. What's the point of living there if you can't enjoy what New York has to offer? Exactly. So, But you feel like that's coming back. Very much so. Very okay. much so. So, and it's it's also being reflected in the real estate um, because there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like everywhere I walked, I was walking underneath a construction scaffold. Yeah. Uh, a lot of development going on, a lot of redevelopment going on, but it's also a little bit, you've got the haves and the have nots when it comes to neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So for example, if you go over near Grand Central, um, there's a lot going on near Grand Central. Mm-hmm. Um, Morgan Stanley, I believe is building their new, I'm sorry, not Morgan Stanley. Um, Chase is building their new building over at like 470 Park Avenue. Um, There's stuff going on over by, right by um, Grand Central, Vanderbilt Square, I think is the name of the property. I know I'm messing all this up, Um, but a lot happening there. But if you go into some other areas, like someone was talking about the Garment District, Mm -hmm. where you don't necessarily have a transportation hub there, like you do at Grand Central or Penn Station. You've got some older buildings, um, and you also have predominantly an office district Mm -hmm. where you don't necessarily have a whole lot of residential. It's almost like that part of New York rolls up the sidewalks at night. And Mm -hmm. the amenities that come with being in a mixed-use neighborhood Mm -hmm. aren't there, and so the properties aren't necessarily commanding the same prices, the Mm -hmm. same... occupancy rates and such Mm -hmm. that some of the newer product is and some of the the nicer product is. You know, uh, folks in New York 
who are very passionate about their neighborhoods and their geography, we're going to get all kinds of fan mail. If you can, <laughs> may not be if good you, if you continue to butcher <laughs> neighborhood names and locations. <laughs> but is there any one specific asset class that sort of stood out to you that seems like is either in a state of development or redevelopment? Are you seeing multifamily or office mixed use, or is it just kind of everything? I mean, I would say from the development standpoint, I think what we're what I'm seeing is more office. Okay. Um, some larger office towers are going up, and then of course continuing with residential. But one of the things that's happening on the residential is there's been a shift, and it's probably been going on for quite some time, but it's still continuing, from regular apartments mm -hmm. to luxury condos. Okay. So if you haven't been in New York in a while, there are three or four or five or so what we call super talls. Mm -hmm. They're really tall, skinny buildings that are condos and luxury condos, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of condos um, for each unit. And But the buildings are 80, 90, 100, 100 floors tall. Um, and a lot of them are on what's called Billionaire's Row, which is 57th Street, mm -hmm. uh, because 57th Street doesn't have any height restrictions in terms of air rights. So you've got, so if you have a building that's on 57th facing north, and you're way up there, you've got an amazing view of the sure. park and New Jersey and probably even Connecticut. I was going to say, <laughs> Dallas for that matter. Well, then you yeah. have to be facing south. Yeah, true, true. So, but but I think those are some of the areas that are that are growing faster yeah. than others. But then I also read a little bit about again some of the other areas. Um, one thing that they talked about was around Third Avenue mm -hmm. near Midtown. That apparently there's a lot of older buildings there, mm -hmm. and so people aren't necessarily wanting to be in B class properties mm -hmm. or even maybe A minus because yeah. there's some, there, there's enough A plus product that's going up. Mm -hmm. People are going to flock to that. Yeah. So when you think about our office in New York and what we're doing that's impactful for clients. Is there anything you can point to that you know you see Weaver bringing to the table now that we were not able to prior to mm -hmm. um, the purchase of right. uh, Levine and Seltzer? I would say there's two things that are happening from that regard. Keep in mind that before um, our purchase, we were predominantly a funds practice mm -hmm. in New York. And so now with Levine and Seltzer, they have a large number of real estate clients, mm -hmm. um, traditional real estate clients. So we have a lot more traditional real estate expertise mm -hmm. that we didn't have before, uh, especially dealing with um, LLCs, personal tax returns, um, things where we just, again, in New York didn't focus. The other thing that's happening is we're getting enough critical mass and starting to think about things a little differently. We're starting to get a lot more traction with our advisory practice in New York. And so the folks in New York are reaching out and working with the advisory teams in Texas, in California, and other locations to provide advisory services to clients and people in New York that we wouldn't have been, wouldn't have really been on our radar in the past. Right. So what else do you want me to ask? Ask about the food, ask about the subway, ask about the traffic. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about something that matters more than any other topic that we've been, that we spent time on. Um, you mentioned restaurants are crowded. Let's mm -hmm. talk about the food. Mm -hmm. what, favorite place that you ate at this time when you were there, some place you didn't eat at last time. So I actually went to dinner with one of my cousins. Okay. Um, we went to a place called Dagon. I think I'm pronouncing that right. It I, was I hope for your sake, I hope so. <laughs> I hope for their sake too. <laughs> um, it was over at 91st and um, Broadway. Uh, so it was a Mediterranean restaurant and had really good, uh, really good food there. 
pretty crowded. Um, fortunately, my cousin made a reservation, so we didn't have to wait very long. Uh, very impressive. Uh, we also went to a Greek restaurant um, with some of my colleagues that unfortunately I don't remember the name of, but it was real close to the office, so right in Midtown. That was super, super crowded, yeah. um, but the food was insane. It was so good. So you had to have some Italian food. You were there, I hope. I, please tell me you didn't go to New York City from Dallas and you did not have Italian food. Wait, let me think for a second. My first night there, where did I go? I don't know if I had Italian. Wait, I know I had Italian food. Yes, I did have Italian food. So one of my buddies and I went to an Italian place, which again, I can't remember the name of it. But, but tell it me was, what you ate. Now we're, now we're going to be turning into a culinary I show. know. I had seafood risotto. Okay. And it was, it was over by over by Rockefeller Center. Okay. Um, very, very, very good. So I was very impressed. So, uh, you know, Italian food to me, you evaluate Italian food by by two things, in my opinion. One is the quality of their lasagna and just the quality of their spaghetti and meatballs. Which I had neither of. And you had neither of, so you can't really offer, a, a, in, my, in my mind, a valid assessment. And, and I'm not a big lasagna eater, so I'll have to deal with that later. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Now, I will also say that, you know, one thing that I, uh, no, I won't go there, never mind. What? Well, I was going to talk about how the, my last day at lunch, I went to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I want you to talk about the five-story Chick-fil-A in New York City. Is that where you it's went? It's only a two-story Chick-fil-A. They have a five-story one. I think I've seen it. Yeah, I've but... been there. Okay. I know it, ex- I know, okay. I know it exists. Is I've that over by Bryant Park on 37th? Yeah. I have no idea. It's in New York City. It's on Manhattan. It's on the Big Island. The Big Island's in Hawaii, by the way. Whatever. It's on the, it's on the big, long, skinny island. Oh, ask about bagels. So, hey, let's talk about something even more important. Did you have bagels while you were there? Of course. One of the things I'm always doing when I'm going to New York is trying to find the perfect bagel and locks. Uh, so I actually checked out. We're literally th- talking about your love for bagels now. Oh, That's definitely. where we've gone to this, in this podcast. Definitely. Okay, go. No, don't <laughs> let me interrupt you. So I, there's a place there. Um, Hard-hitting news here on Location Cube. <laughs> bagel, sorry, go ahead. There's a place there called Best Bagels over on 35th, I think, between 7th and 8th. No, so isn't that a little bit, um, I, I don't know, uh, self-aggrandizing, calling yourself Best Bagels? It could be the best family that owns it. I don't know. But, it, okay, anyway. But, but in my like opinion, but in my, in my, it'd be like me naming it Best Coffee. It doesn't necessarily so. mean it's you know, the best. I get it. I okay, get it. go ahead. But Sorry. in my opinion, best, so far, that's the best, best one I found. Best bagels. It's the best one I found. Was it the best bagel? That I found so far, yes. In New York City or in your lifetime? Uh, in 63 years, is it the best bagel? You've I ever? Wait, wait, wait. How many years? I, how old are you? Not 63. You well, know that. We'll cut one of your legs in half and count the rings. Nice, nice. Um, I don't know if I'd say best ever, but it was the best that I found in New York so far. Okay, fair. Is that enough good content? I think we're good there. That was great. Just a high comedy. We're entertaining Katie over here off camera. <laughs> well, you know, we, we do say we're doing this for entertainment purposes. So, And this may have been entertaining. And that's all the time we have on Location Cubed. A reminder, if you like what you hear, invite the like button to a movie, but instead of sitting next to them, sit directly behind them and spend the entire show kicking their chair. You've been listening to Location Cubed.